Are you tired of all the dating games, rules, and societal norms that make falling in love confusing and stressful? Then join us as we ditch the script and empower you to establish healthy, conscious relationships. This weekly podcast breaks down popular dating reality television and educates you on healthy versus toxic dating habits. I'm Brianna, a licensed therapist. And I'm Alex, a trauma-informed and certified narcissist recovery coach. Are you ready to ditch the script? The real swimming might be a little overwhelming. Yeah, and not like safe for our computer technology in this space. <laughs> also, true. yeah. Yes. Oh, how are you? How are What's you? up? I'm so good. I'm mm. so good. I um yeah, life is looking life is looking pretty damn dandy, if I do say mm. so myself. There's a lot of like really good shifts coming in my life that I'm excited for. And in the meantime, um, just prioritizing my own self-care to keep showing up and doing the damn thing. Like that's really, it's, it doesn't sound very exciting, but it feels really exciting. It is exciting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you're looking what forward about to, you? um, I, uh, yeah, I'm doing really well. I, I, I recently, it's so interesting that this episode of the bachelor happened like at this time, cause they go to the Bahamas and what's so funny is that I was, I woke up the other day, not having watched this episode yet. And I was like, I had all this energy and I was like, I so badly want to go to the Bahamas and like a sexy, um, like romantic little getaway. Yeah. And so I was like, Ooh, I'm going to call in like a partner in the year. I don't know how long this partner is going to be a part of my life. But I'm calling in someone who is like fun and sexy and we're going to have like yes. a sexy vacation. I have never had love like a, a sexy romantic getaway vacation. And honestly, I'm well overdue because I deserve the fuck out of one. Hell yeah. Hell yes, you do. Oh my God. I'm really excited for this for you. Yeah. And the Bahamas, yeah. like I could run there. I could run there. You could swim there. You could backstroke there. I could there. swim there. <laughs> yeah, I could backstroke. <laughs> We're bringing right. it back. I, I, I could paddleboard there. I can't run there because there's water. Yeah. It's an island. No. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of islands. But I love that for you, and I'm so excited for that, and I can't wait to have a full report. Um, yeah. I'm going to call and that in this, with you. Thank you. Please join me. Yeah. And then this Bachelor episode happened, and I'm, like, taking notes on the yeah. show, but also, like, Bahamar Resort. Okay. Yeah. Red ATV. Shellfish. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Like I'm trying to go to a a waterside beach backyard barbecue. A hundred percent. Yeah. With limbo. With like if if there's no limbo, I'm not going. It's not real. It's not authentic if there's no limbo. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I'm so ready for that. That's what I'm calling in. I'm going to, it's going to happen before 2023 has expired. Done. It's already done. Yeah. I believe it because it's already happened. It's already, it's already arrived. Yeah. It's coming in. (laughs) It's coming in like the universe. Hear me roar. Yeah. Oh, it hears. It hears. (laughs) And it's like, I'm ready to dish up what you're requesting, bitch. 
That's right. Tuck that, tuck that you know what the universe said? <laughs> the universe said, I was just waiting for you to ask. Yeah. You needed to ask. That, that is that is the universe's vibe. It's like, finally, you're just now waking up to this desire of yours. Come on, girl. Yeah. 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 And, and then and then for the show to like air this like Bahama week, I was yeah. like, the oh, universe this is, is cosmic. Like, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, I heard you. And I'm just letting you know it's on my radar. <laughs> I'm dangling. Yeah. Get the plane, bitch. It's sparkling. Yeah. <laughs> Having that been said, I don't have like a date insight yet for miles. Yes. Yet. Sure. Yet. We're adding yet at the end of that. Okay, yeah. Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. I will have. It's on its way. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Also, um, disclaimer, I'm drinking kombucha in this hour. Me too. Oh, shut up. Oh my God. Kombucha game. Peach paradise. Mm, it's almost mine's... the same color. Mm, mine's ginger lemon. Um, Love it. So what you can expect from us is some burps. burps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cause this shit is carbonated and mine's a little spicy. It's ginger it's spicy. Delicious as fuck. Yeah. I had the gingerade the other day. But man, okay, so sorry, side note about kombucha. Wednesday, yes. I woke up and I had the most intense kombucha craving. Mm. And I went into the office and I looked at my buddy and I was like, we got to walk across the street to Ralph's and I'm going to get me some kombucha stat. ASAP. So, of course, by the way, like the Ralph's we went to just got like a new reno. So they moved the booch where it usually mm, is. The and booch. they put it in the vodka aisle. I kid you not. I did two laps around this grocery store looking at all the places where kombucha should, quote unquote, be located. Like near the produce, near the um, healthy, like eatery like uh prepared foods area near the um like naked juice area in the juice aisle which doesn't make sense because kombucha has to be refrigerated but i was like just at this point i was starting to get lost i was like what the heck so i finally asked a person they're like yeah aisle 11 i go to aisle 11 and it's vodka and beer and wine and i'm like why would they put the booch here with no signage about said booch? No. so anyway no. Get the booch, get multiple booches, because I was just <laughs> on one. And I yeah. literally chug. Like, I'm not lying. Like, my body was like, give me the booch. And I chug like three quarters. Wow, that's hard to sitting. do. Booch is hard was, to chug. It was so, like, my body was like, I need this. So um, mm. I've been on a booch trip this entire week after that day. Because, yeah. like I yeah. said, it was... Like people were impressed, but I was like, I'm listening to my body and it is like, give me the kombucha. So give me I healthy bacteria, give it to my yeah. gut, which tracks after I was on antibiotics for 24 days. So I'm like, okay, uh, my body and I had just gotten off them. So my body was like, please depleted. assist. Mm. Yeah. So I went anyway. to go visit my friend in North Carolina back over yes. the summer and we were drunk and he just said something to me where he was like, Brianna. We are bacteria first and cognition second. True. And I was like, so fucking true. It blew my fucking mind. It yeah. blew my fucking mind. This and guy, I, was I like, like this guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, this Big is how I Kurt. think. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, then we had a whole com conversation about it. And I went home and I was like, I have to, I'm going to start getting on my fermented food game, my probiotic yeah. game. Yeah. And, like my gut is just absolutely thanking me for it. Absolutely. Major. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So remember that yep. people, bacteria first, cognition bacteria second. First. It's so true. It's so true. What a great line. And it's spot fucking on. Hell yeah. Would Love tattoo it. it. Would absolutely tattoo it. Yeah. Maybe in a more poetic way or like with symbols. <laughs> but... Like a little, like the emoji bacteria. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Bacteria. With the brain next to it. Yeah. yeah. One. <laughs> brain. Two. <laughs> yeah. That's more I'll poetic, I'll get my tattoo artist to work on it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we have, some, we have some serious shit, though, that we need to talk about today. Yeah. We are catching up with... Oh, my God. SK and Raven, but primarily Raven. So... What we are basically checking in about is Raven recently did an interview. Yeah. Yeah. We have to. And have you Raven. watched, have you watched the Netflix <clears throat> Love is Blind reunion? Like since they've added on, like this just yeah. happened a week ago, y'all. So y'all need yeah. to watch it if you haven't yet. Okay. Yeah. You guys should watch so it. Start and, there. Then, and also like Nick Vial, like, are, like you can send a check in the mail, but you should also <laughs> listen to yeah. specifically his podcast episode with Raven on. Regardless of how you may feel about Nick Bial, like uh, the interview that he did with Raven, I thought was a really nice opportunity for Raven to be able to just like talk about her experience. And man, yes. did she share? She shared. Yeah. She shared. And with I want to like, I want to shout this out because um, being in the niche that I am in mental health, where it comes to narcissistic abuse and survivors who have been exposed to this. There is so much fear around expressing what you've experienced because 95% of the time, other people have not witnessed the same experiences that you've had. And so there's, I can only imagine like how much anxiety she may have had going into this to express like what happened behind closed doors with her and SK. And I just want to say like, Raven, thank you for leading by example and speaking your truth and um, allowing other people who have been through similar experiences to feel heard and seen and understood because yeah. girl. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm totally with you. I'm, I'm, and I was nervous for her. I found myself feeling nervous no. for her as well, which is an interesting to, to reflect on because it's like, why am I nervous for her? I'm nervous for her safety, but I like, it, it's, it's, it's the thing that keeps people uh, quiet about their experience because they don't want, they don't want to be able to suffer any repercussions of, of how this will make their ex-partner and in some cases their abuser um, feel in response to this. And sometimes that can be actually incredibly dangerous. So it's really important yeah. that people are careful about how they go about this. Now, um, they... Raven did specifically describe and name emotional abuse yeah. and manipulative behavior. Yeah. They did not name or label any of his behavior on a narcissistic spectrum. spectrum. Um, we will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we will. We, we will. will. Because I, 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 all that I was hearing were pretty big red flags indicating as such. Yeah. Yeah. So just to like, so I wake up to a text from Brie. That's like, I listened to this podcast interview with Raven and this is what I'm hearing. And so literally 
immediately pulled the podcast episode up and listened as well and agreed with Bree that a lot of what Raven was sharing um, was on, again, the spectrum of narcissistic abuse, specifically um, the what stood out to me, because like a lot of it, you know, chronic cheating. Yes. Okay. Um, lying, manipulation, um, blame shifting in the sense like escaping accountability by um, blaming the, his behaviors on some kind of circumstance, right? Um, and then the thing that for me was like the nail on the head was when she was describing how reactive he was to her expressing her truth. And even yeah. in times where she wasn't trying to be combative, but SK was positioning what Raven was saying or posting as she's ruining my reputation. You need to protect yeah. my reputation. And that is like, for me, narcissistic people will go to extreme lengths to protect how others perceive them. And so for me, when that whole part of the story started coming together, I was like, all right, like this tracks. Um, yeah. Yeah. What was your Yeah, experience? it was uh, pretty, pretty similar. Like I was definitely paying attention to the, the patterns of which um, SK was uh, engaging in chronic cheating yeah. um, and, and the, and the way in which he was able to sort of skirt around any real accountability and blame because of timing yep. and honestly by like Raven's grace and patience. Yeah. For him. Yep. Plus um, the way in which his, something else that stuck out to me is how his community feels about him, which was quite positive. Now I want to mention something that the producers had said to Raven later on, which is a different account of their experience with him. But um, Raven had mentioned that at, like there was a girl who had said that she and SK were together during this yep. like timeline um, after the show had wrapped and her friends who are another couple reached out to Raven and were like, so, and so they're basically like verifying this story because they had gone on a couple's trip with their friend and SK as like two right. separate couples. Yeah. And they, but they were trying to advocate for, they were verifying the story, but they were like advocating for, uh, Oh, is that, is, is it this girl? Actually, I'm, I might be confusing this. It might've been the other girl that was like, SK's like on and off again, X. There were two different women that came forward. One was someone who was recently dating SK after the show wrapped after uh, Raven and SK had broken up, but were still talking. Mm -hmm. And then there was another girl who was, who SK, I don't know, had been with. Um, there was a lot. She, yeah. Yeah. There was a lot. He went to Europe. So anyway. He went to Europe with somebody. Then he went to some tropical, I can't remember if it was the Bahamas or some place like that. Costa Rica some, or something. Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Some tropical yeah. situation, vacation with another girl. And there were, so there were multiple. And if I'm being honest, I paid less attention about the other people and like that track line. Um, right. And more about just like the pattern of it all. So yeah, just essentially like this couple were sort of vouching for SK yeah. um, to Raven to be like, don't take this out on him. Like, like, please like continue to give him a shot, which I found was really interesting. And also we know is common in 
the experience of being in a relationship with covert narcissists because they are, um, they're able to be charming and quite, uh, uh, represent themselves in a totally different way than how their behavior lines up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it it was just wild to me to hear, cause here's the thing after I, after I listened to this, there's of course a part of me that's like, especially doing the line of work that I do around, like trying to bring awareness to narcissistic behaviors and how they can show up. I'm like, what if I watched Netflix, if I watched this back on Netflix, would I see anything different? And the answer is no, because, and I stand firmly behind that covert narcissists have that title specifically because of these types of uh, ability to present as one way and behind closed doors unleash their abuse. So if they want to come across kind, endearing, charming, empathetic, they absolutely are capable of doing that purposefully to reel victims in and then again, keep all of that private. So now that SK's been on a show and he can't keep all of it private, you're starting to see what we hear in Raven's story is his unraveling, right? And then it gets to a point to where people were like threatening to extort and blackmail SK um, for cheating. And it's just like, it was a wild story. Um, But I do want to stand behind and let anyone who may have been through a narcissistic relationship where it was covert abuse, where to, to, they were one version of themselves to the public world and another version with you. This is, this is why this is who they are. This is how they be. And (laughs) you won't know until you know. You just won't Mm -hmm. know until you know. And then it's up Mm -hmm. to you to like, okay, what are the facts? What am I seeing here? And that's where it gets to be a slippery slope. Because even with Raven, right? Raven starts talking about, you know, people hear my story and are like, why didn't you know? And it's like, you don't get it. Like by then I'm so in love with them that it's hard for me to know which way is up. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think that it's really important to have and extend compassion to someone like Raven or in Raven's position because it's so clear that she was doing everything that she could to have like this. She was being, she was really trying to be super open to him and, uh, and and give him the benefit of the doubt. Yes. She was ready to repair. Um, once she learned the first account of his indiscretion, but, um, but, uh, of course there was more and things were complicated. They, they were on a lease together. Like it's not that easy to just pack it up and say, get out, you know, yeah. I'm not going to see you anymore. Block your number. Like it's, it's a little messy. They had just gotten engaged. I'm really glad they never got married. That's for real. Me great too. news. I think, uh, the last, the last bit that I want to touch on, um, is, I want to give Raven her flowers for the place that she's in with this now, because she's, I mean, she's currently Mm -hmm. dating, but even if she wasn't seeing someone, like she's open to the experience of dating and the way that she talked, I really encourage people to listen to this episode, her interview, just to hear her talk about this. But she's like, I have learned so much about myself. Mm -hmm. I am so much more vulnerable than I have ever been in my life. She goes, you can see on the show how guarded I was and how, um, how afraid I was to really like be intimate, vulnerable, emotional with other people. 
And this relationship opened me up to that experience. And it started off in a place where it felt like a really, really safe space, safe relationship, one where I cultivated trust. And even though that she was misguided on the trust that she gave to this person, it didn't break her belief in the ability to trust right. another person uh, and have that really be honored and respected by who yeah. she chooses to do that with. So I, I think that that, unfortunately, we don't see very often. I think we're much more familiar with the narrative of, I trusted this person. They broke my trust. They lied to me. They, they did things that I would have never been aware would have happened if it wasn't for people coming to me with these stories. Yeah. But typically we'll hear people be like, and I'm never going to be able to trust anyone ever again. Yeah. And Raven is this living proof of someone who is like, this taught me more. This yeah. opened me up more. Granted, she's not like, I don't think she's happy with how this thing ended up, but the process of what she's gone through, she has allowed herself to be like, no, I can trust myself to trust other people. And yeah. I'm going to go forward and do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, that was beautiful. Agree. Yeah. At the end of the day, like, and I can, with me and in, in part of my story that I agree with her, like, I remember being at that point afterwards being like, I still want love. I still desire that. And, you know, I have to hand it to Raven for how quickly, cause she was kind of what I did very much value about this interview too, was also the timeline she gave us. Like they got engaged the, with what we see that just dropped on Netflix. That was August. And so the timeline of November and now it's February and this just aired. And what's impressive to me about Raven is how quickly she was able to get to that point. Because I think a lot of times uh, survivors of these types of relationships are so focused on the shame that they feel for like, why didn't I see the signs? Why didn't I leave sooner? And it doesn't do anything for you, but keep you stuck in focusing on that. Yeah. And what I love about Raven's story is she's like, she didn't spend time there. She didn't waste time there being like, shoulda, woulda, coulda. Instead, it was like, okay, this is what I learned and this is how what I'm going to do moving forward. And I fucking applaud that because mm -hmm. look at how quickly she's been able to reframe, redirect her focus and her energy to now move forward and open herself back up to another possibility of love. And I just, fuck yeah, girl, get it. And thank you again for leading by example. Like, man. If yeah. you relate to our experience on a less public front um, yeah. side of this, but if you relate to our experience being in a relationship with someone who's a chronic cheater, possibly someone who's a narcissist, um, and you are struggling to get to that place where you're like, like, I deserve more. I trust myself. I can choose to trust other people. If you are struggling with that, I hear you. I see you. That is valid. Of course, that makes sense. And that is when I would strongly encourage you reach out to a yeah. qualified provider to be able to talk yeah. about where you are in that process so that you can begin to facilitate yourself with the language and uh, the language and the work necessary to be able to start being familiar with, I do deserve, I can trust. This is what it feels like in my body when I do trust. This is how my nervous system operates while I navigate meeting new people in a relationship with new people, navigating intimacy with new people. Like you will need a qualified provider if you are stuck 
But if you feel stuck, go find that. You will be able to yeah. move through that process. Yeah. Yeah. Hope it's not exactly. lost. Yeah, no, it's not. And there's there's a relationship with self that you can so develop that one will allow you to trust your judgment and you'll be able to become yeah. way more aware of like, ooh, I'm feeling anxiety. This person makes me feel unsafe and versus, ooh, I feel really safe with this person. And then also just like bringing the awareness back to like paying attention to the little signs that maybe you've missed in previous me. Like I'm speaking from personal experience. I was so blinded by so many warning signs and, and also my own relationship with my own gut feelings because of the gaslighting I had experienced through childhood and also past relationships. Yeah. Um, and so I, I'm, I just want you to know, like, I don't, I don't want this to come. Like I'm talking at anyone. Like I I'm talking with you in the sense that like, mm. I, we feel it, we get it. We've, I've been there for sure. I don't want to speak for Brie. And then I can also testify mm -hmm. to like being on the other side of it and just how profound and how good it feels. It just feels so good. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's worth, it's worth the work and it doesn't need to feel alone. Like you don't need to feel alone. Um, although I totally get how it can feel very lonely. Of course. So yeah, reach out. This is the safe space. If you're looking for a pep talk, hit us up on the DMs. We got to. Also, like we, we have to. services, we have services to offer, um, yeah. depending on your level of need. So yeah, yeah you should come to us probably. Hang out. <laughs> and Hang we'll, out with us. You know, we, yeah. Um, okay. So <clears throat> we wanted to just open that up and maybe close it. So we hope that Raven <laughs> continues to live a beautiful, beautiful life. Get it, girl. And, um, we love you. Uh, finds herself in partnership with someone who can truly reciprocate the energy that we have been able to see her bring into a relationship. And I hope that SK is able to reflect and uh, heal and, 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 and change some of his patterns. Yeah, take ownership um, not, for his part of his own suffering. Yeah. And, and reputation continue. being destroyed. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if you listen, if you really want to work on your reputation, start start embodying the reputation that you wish other people exactly to see in you. Yeah. Um, but there's there, hope is not lost. Hope is not lost for SK or anyone like him either. But it requires to have some perspective and take uh have Ownership. awareness and accountability and then also yes. get help. You can get yes. help and you can work on this stuff yes, and you, can. you will not cause the kind of pain that Raven had to go through. And maybe that some of these other women have had to go through as well. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. Batch. All right. Batch. Back to Zach. Back to Zach Shellcross. Back, Back, to, Back Zach. to Zach. Zach the snack as <laughs> the ladies like to say. Um, yeah. Okay. They're in the thing? Bahamas as we teased. Yeah. <laughs> they are. They're in the Bahamas. Helping me manifest my own vacation. So 100%. That. Okay. Before we jump into the serious shit, can I say one funny thing about Please. this? Mm -hmm. um, did you see, I didn't even, I didn't see what who, like what girl it is, but one of the girls had her arm in a sling. Did you catch that? In the beginning? Uh, Genevieve. Oh, yes. it was Genevieve? Okay, great. Yeah, and I, I think it was from the football game. Oh, that makes sense. See, I'm over <laughs> I'm over here cracking really shitty jokes and I'm like, girl, you pull your bicep holding onto that rose. <laughs> <laughs> was she I'm someone awful. Was she someone who had a rose? 
I mean, she made it from the previous weeks. So that's kind of what oh, I was yeah. alluding to. Gotcha, was gotcha, like, gotcha. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Um, yeah, I think it was from the football game. That makes a lot more sense. I forgot that that had happened. And I was like, how did she hurt herself? Like, so I was yeah. like reaching, like, what? Was the rose heavy? Like, I got you. Thank you. Yeah. No, um, I thought I was, I thought I was so funny thinking that, but Brie actually brought, brought some truth to the matter. You didn't know I had an answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, moving on. <laughs> okay. Um, Kat gets the one-on-one and that's where we start. Yes. And I am yes. so happy that she did. Yeah. I really like Same- her. I do too. I think Kat's great. I think Katie's also great. Like it's, they're so similar. So like watching Kat and like, I had to keep reminding myself, like, this isn't the same zoo girl. This is Kat. This is Kat. The The names are similar. The looks are similar. The museum. You mean the museum. Sorry. I fucked it up. (laughs) You made it I'm confusing everybody. (laughs) They're like, what is that? It's hard not to. A lot of them look the same. Uh, well, that's what I mean with Kat and Katie. Yeah, yeah, I'm just like, what? Um, but yeah, I really, I just love how vulnerable she ended up getting on this date with him. It was good. Yeah, we're going to yeah. get to it. Before we get okay. there, I do want to note that this we're hitting that stride in the season where, because there, this is where you can really see a difference in how some of the d- relationships are developing and how yeah. others who initially felt like the relationship was really about to kick off are starting to feel when they don't get that one-on-one time. So we have notably Greer and Anastasia who are being featured as people who are insecure. I And I knew immediately that this was like an intentional edit because they were setting us up for narratives that would either play out in this episode or future episodes. Right. So... Greer's Greer's upset because she got the first impression rose and she hasn't really been able to connect with Zach since. And I don't really know what that's about because we haven't seen much of them since. Anastasia is upset because she hasn't had anyone on one time. She really hasn't been able to make much of an impression. And she's just, she's scrambling. She's like, why am I here? Like, I got to figure this out. Um, But of course, Kat gets the one-on-one. They have a beautiful day on a boat which looked yeah. it did look like very effortless for the two of them i Agreed. like that she kind of let out a bit of her not so polished self side, they, yeah. Yeah. yeah they were like dancing a little bit and she sort of mentioned she was like it's hard for me to like be myself in these settings and i just took the risk because it seems like he's the type of person that would allow me to do that and then you have zach in his own confessional being like she's like a model Anything Why that is she, she dating like, me? I, I just, yeah, I can't believe she's here. So I thought yeah. that, that was really cute. I thought it was cute too. And I I also want to be like, Zach, you're so worthy of it though, bro. Like, do you know. know what you bring to the table? Like, of course, you, you, know. just, like, you deserve to date someone you deem is model-esque. Like, come on. Like, do you see how you communicate? Like, I that know. was He's what great. came up for me. Yeah, with him. Um, 
but yeah, I, I liked being able to see them, like you said, dancing on the boat, being all dorky. And then when they end up going to dinner, she opens up about her relationship with her mom. And girl, I feel you so hard. And mm. I've been judged. Like I have met men who are like, who've told me before they know my story. Like, well, I think girls who don't have a relationship with their family are the crazy one. And I'm like, back the fuck up. You want to, you want to know? So I've experienced it firsthand dating. And I also, um, like, so I know the fear that comes with like, okay, how am I going to explain my gnarly family to this person? What are they going to think of me because of that stereotype and taboo that goes around? Um, and I just want to say like, for anyone whose kid cut out their parents, like 90% of the time, it's because the family, <laughs> like a child doesn't do that for fun. Right. No. So usually there's some kind of traumatic experience that went down. There's a reason for it and getting getting that is really what will determine like who is across the table from you. You know what I mean? Is like understanding. And it's not for a lack of trying. Like, like the other person has no idea what was involved. It's not for a lack of trying. And you really don't owe that to other people as well. No, people don't get it or they're not prepared to even begin to hold space to, to like express empathy or ask a question. It's up to you if you want to answer any of those questions. Exactly. Time that is for you. Yep. But if they're not even willing to take an interest in like, oh, that's um, sorry to hear that. Like what's, yeah. Like what's like, like help me understand that. Um, oh, you're done. You're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're I, I just really like a saying that is stuck with me is like, don't fight with someone who's committed to misunderstanding you. Like, right. Just totally. don't like, you're not going to get anywhere because they're committed to think to projecting their belief system onto you. So it's like, if someone and Zach clearly isn't that. So I just wanted to like say shout out. Cause like, I feel you ladies, if that's and gents, anyone who has to go through that. Um, but I love how Zach received it and thanked her for opening up and expressed to her that she deserves to be loved just by being for being her. Um, and yeah. I think she really needed to hear that, to um, hear that. especially yeah. in this container. Like she's having this conversation on national television with a guy that is in a really weird, interesting dating situation. Um, so it takes a lot of strength to do that. And I really love that Zach was created a safe space for her to just yeah. offload that information. Yeah. yeah. Simultaneously, this also made me pretty angry. Not mm. they were great. But what made me angry is like, she's like, this is the first time that I've really had someone understand me like that. And when I see what I see that Zach has done is truly the bare minimum. That's not Zach's fault. Mm -hmm. And it's not Kat's fault for not having had that opportunity before. I'm upset with whatever social influence has created anything other than that response, you know, Mm -hmm. like, like people need to do better in these moments yeah. when someone expresses something like this about their family, their upbringing, just their personal lives. People have to do better. And it makes me really sad because this is t- what tends to create and formulate our bar being so low that like for all that we can see, Zach seems like a really solid dude. But they're also like manipulative pieces of shit. They can also see this as an opportunity to be like, I know what the right thing to say here 
is. And I will literally Cognitive take this empathy. person however I want because, yeah. because homegirl is like, oh my God, thank God. No one's ever given that to me before. I like, I, I gotta, I gotta stick with you. Like this stuff yes. can, I know I'm drawing a connection here, but this stuff can actually be dangerous if we expect that this is such a unachievable thing to expect from other human beings. Like, right. We need to expect that level of compassion and understanding and empathy, and then a yeah. lot more as well. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I, it, it's be that, that the reason, I mean, I don't want to say with like, I'm not going to sit here and act like I know without a shadow of doubt, like 100% why, but be, but I know that there is a heavy correlation between what I've experienced and just shared, like going on dates, meeting people who have these judgments because of societal conditioning of like, this is what this means, right? About a person, if they cut a family member out or whatever. Mm -hmm. And because of that, people walk into these dating situations with that mindset. And like, even on Reddit, I've read so many things of like, men, what do you think a red flag in a woman is? And so many people will be like them not being involved with their family. Like I've seen that comment come up and it's like, you are so naive for thinking that that like, it's a case by case basis. You got to get to know the person. Yeah. That's just not an yeah. automatic red flag, you know, talking yeah. with disdain or contempt towards a host or hostess. Sure. That's a red flag. That's just, we're yeah. ignoring basic human decency. Right. So anyway, I just, I, I completely agree with you that because of these experiences where we've been on dates with judgmental people, people who don't really know us yet, but have this like perception of like, this is what makes a person good or bad. Right. And yeah. then they project that onto us. We receive it. And then we start to feel some kind of way that the second we have someone who validates our experience, it's like we want to cling to it, but it's the bare minimum. And so it's like, not only are we looking for someone who validates our experience and what we've been through, but we're also looking for someone to grow and nurture a relationship with. It's not just like, oh, you validated me. You're a shoe in. It needs to be are we compatible? Do we have the same values? Are we committed to growing and holding ourselves accountable? And yes, while you validate me, are you also interested in helping me grow as a partner and a person too? Like there's so much, there's so many layers. So holler, yeah. go, Brie, go. I completely agree with that statement. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for the shout out. <laughs> yeah. Um, because it is anyway, a thing. It, it's definitely a thing. Uh, so, uh, and then, and we'll, we'll hear it, uh, in the future, not from these two, but I mean, maybe we would, but, um, in other like relationships that sort of start out that way, which is like, but he was really there for me. He understood me. He was the first person who understood my family. And then they're like, so I don't like, I don't know if I'm going to find that again. Like, bitch, you got, if you got to go, you got to go. <laughs> yeah. You got Yeah. Yeah. Um, separately, I'm excited for them. I could see Kat being top three, three, top yeah. two. Yeah. Like I, I could really see her towards the end. If I nothing, know like funny happens. Yeah, I agree. I, you know who I really want to have that to on a one-on-one -on -one? Yes, Ariel. I yes. really want to see her on a one-on-one -on -one with Me him too. because they're I love so hot and bothered with their connection. Yes. But I want to see if there's more than just that. Like I love her as a person, but I want to see the two of them connect and see what's there because right yes. now all we have seen is them just like hot and fierce sexual tension. 
which is great. Every relationship deserves to have that if you want it. But I just want to see more emotional depth, like what we've seen with Katie and Kat and some of these other ladies, you know, even with charity is starting to get there too. So I'm just curious. I'm just curious. I fully agree with you. I totally co-sign that. You know who I feel the same way about that I want to see if they connect. No, they do have a one-on-one next episode though. That seems really clear in the teaser. So you're going to get, you're going to get your Gabby one-on-one. No, I feel that way about Jess. Oh yeah. I, I, okay. Can I be really honest here? No. Okay. Never mind. (laughs) Just kidding. kidding. Um, (laughs) I, I, I forget She, to me, she's kind of forgettable. And I don't mean that in like a shitty way. I mean, the poor girl is only ever aired when she's anxious. And so I'm not getting to see her for who she is. I'm only seeing her for the anxious attachment flare ups that we keep seeing. And it's such a disservice to her and her story and also any potentiality with Zach. And so I like in my mind, like sh- I keep forgetting that she's even a contender because there hasn't That's been right. any. Yeah. And so I feel for you and for her, sorry. And I agree with you that I want to <laughs> see her on a one-on-one to see if there's like yeah. what can come of it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel That's I feel exactly why you yeah. uh, have that reaction is because like, which could mean a lot of things. Okay. So what I want to say about that is I, uh, the reason why she stands out to me is because anytime that they are together, which has really only been on group dates and cocktail parties is they are always like sat atop one another. I know. They're like on top of each other. Yeah. And from, and what I'm like, I don't, if I'm looking at the way that the physical touch with Ariel and with, Jess, I, it's completely different. Like with Jess, it's like, comfort me, touch me. Like I need Mm. the reassurance, be connected with me to soothe me. And with Ariel, it's like, I'm confident as fuck. He feels really confident and is drawn to her. And it's like sexy, like, Ooh, I just, I can't help but touch you. Right. So I just, I like, mm, it's driving me nuts. I, we got to see more. You're so right about that. Yeah. Wow. Not all physical touch is equal. Wow. Put that on a Look, fucking t-shirt. My not goodness. all physical touch is equal. I will. Cause yeah. I'm, I will act putting it on the merch and putting it on the merch tray. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Um, let's go. So she gets date. a rose, but just letting you all know. Oh Kat yeah. 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 Cat gets a rose. Moving. Duh. <laughs> We go to a group date and this is when they have like a just beach party, backyard party, barbecue party. Yeah. And I love that. Like, I don't think that I don't, I can't like give, I can't give Zach. I swear to God, every time we talk about him on this show, I am about to call him some other white guy's name. I swear. John, every time, Jason, every time, Jay. yeah, literally like I was Brad, just about to call him Chad. Zach. Yeah. I was, I was about to call him Josh. Like, there, you there go. is always some other white man's name at the top of my brain <sighs> before I go to say the word Zach. And Zach, Zach I'm so sorry. Yeah. Anyway, I can't give Zach any credit. Yeah. <laughs> I can't give Zach the credit for like these dates because I know that they're not actually planned by him. 
I know. I kind of wish they would be, but they would not I be know. extravagant. They're, not, they're like, never going to do that. What man would be like, and then we're going to be serenaded by this guy with a guitar and then fireworks. It's like, no, it would be like, I want to go to a beer fest. You down? <laughs> like, yeah, for real. And honestly, I'd be like, yeah, let's go. But, but I do love like the, the easy breezy backyard party. There's no competition. There's no weird. Same. Battle. Dance for like, it's just people hanging up. Yeah. yeah. What I, what I, what I thought was really interesting is that it seems like the girls that were going on this group day, which were, there were a lot of them sort of made an agreement among each other as a group that said, we're all going to share space with him. So I think what that meant, if I could <sighs> fill in the blank here is none of us are going to like pull him for a private chat because we know that that will take our, all of our equal time away from him. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand this diplomatic decision, but like, listen, this is a hockey arena. If someone's <laughs> going to throw their gloves off and take off a helmet and try to punch For real. In the face. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so what the we, what we end up seeing, <laughs> literally, um, so what we end up seeing is again, prefaced by Anastasia's like insecurity of like, I don't know where I stand. I really need to stand yeah. out. I need to make something happen. She pulls Zach. And while this went against the diplomatic decision of the group, um, I couldn't falter for doing it. Yeah. But what happened next was challenging. Agreed. So we have Kylie, who's another person who really hasn't had much one-on-one time with Zach. Kylie comes and interrupts. She's trying to be careful about it. There's no easy breezy way to do this. There's no easy way to interrupt someone's conversation and it's so take someone away from it. It's no. so uncomfortable. Even and in so real life, up, it's uncomfortable. Like that's what I'm saying. It's that's always exactly uncomfortable. What I'm yeah. So Kylie, who's just mere mortal, like the rest of us comes mere in mortal. and she's like, Hey, can I steal Zach? And Anastasia is like, how about you give us a couple more minutes? And Kylie's not about to back down because she didn't come here to fucking play. She's mm-hmm. about to throw the gloves off. Now she's not actually going to fight someone. And it's important that I preface this because of what happens yeah. next. But what she, she's like, this is really awkward. And she's just yeah. basically trying to be like, I'm still standing my ground. Like Anastasia, give in girl. Like, yeah. like fall on the sword for a sec, babe. And Anastasia's like, please, just another couple of minutes. And then Kylie is like, I really don't want to fight with you about this. And yeah. I understood what she meant. She said, Agreed. I don't want to go back and forth because this is right. fucking weird. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Zach's literally Anast- in the middle, like a schoolboy the sitting there like. Ugh. It's super <laughs> weird. And and these are moments when I wish that The Bachelor the bachelorette would chime they in. They have all the power. And, and, yeah. Cut it yeah, off. Yeah. And make an executive yeah. decision. Like I wish like, that I'm Zach would have been like, Anastasia. Anastasia. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, I wish that he was either like, Kylie, like if it's okay, like would love to just give her a few more minutes. I will come get you. Right. Because I know that you came here. Yeah. Or if or, he was like, Anastasia, it's really okay. Um, let's finish her chat later. Like Kylie, let's go take a walk. You agreed. know, like, Mm-hmm. Like it would have been nice if someone in this position would like step in, but of yeah. course he doesn't, uh, and he's seeing what's <laughs> happening and maybe there's a part of him that kind of enjoys it. I'm not sure. 
But um, <laughs> Anastasia then is like, well, I don't want to fight you. And then like throws her hands up and leaves. And then what ends up happening is Anastasia goes around and she starts telling people what happened. And she's like, I felt attacked, which is like, it's so classic white girl. It's so classic white girl. And like, honestly, as white me. women, I know. Yeah. As white women, we really need to be cognizant of when we say stuff like this or when we like, it's one thing to honor our experience and be like, that was really uncomfortable for me. It's another exactly. thing to start making assumptions, especially when it's involving women of color, that's going to wrongfully paint someone as aggressive or yeah. uh, like, or, or violent in any way. And to be yeah. like, I feel attacked and like, like, I didn't want to fight with her. She's telling me that she's going to fight me. Like, you have to be really fucking careful with the, with those words, because it's one thing again, to honor the impact of your experience, but to start saying that, like, like it, it can be really, really, really harmful to the person that you were talking about. Yeah. And I don't think that any of that got really factored into how everything played out for the rest of the group date. No. It was a hot mess express. It was, it wasn't okay. I felt like it was a little malicious on Anastasia's part, um, to position herself as like the damsel in distress kind of, um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just think she really wanted to be the victim in that circumstance to pull on Zach's heartstrings, I think. And this is a tactic mm -hmm. that like, we need to just put down. It doesn't work. It backfires. It's not attractive at all. What is attractive mm -hmm. is two emotionally mature human beings coming together and getting rid of the bullshit. Um, yeah. So, you know, I kind of wish that if Anastasia really felt that way, that she pulled Kylie for a chat and was just like, hey, girl, like, I'm sorry that it was awkward earlier when you made this comment. It made me feel a little unsafe. I just want to make sure that we're good. Like, if that's really how you're feeling, go to the source of it. And like, if you feel the need to bring a PA, like bring some kind of, you know what I mean? Like a third party that isn't involved yeah. in dating Zach. Like if that's, yeah. if you truly felt scared, then lean on someone who's a neutral party, right? Um, totally. But I really didn't feel like when you watch that back, like Kylie was non-threatening. I think she was really trying to give a voice for how she was feeling by saying like, this is awkward. Like she's trying to name, like I'm feeling uncomfortable here too. You know, like I'm with you. This is, this is it. And I mm -hmm. completely agree that what she uh, meant by the fight comment was, I don't want to sit here and keep going around in circles, making everyone feel uncomfortable is what I've yeah. interpreted by fight. Not like I'm going to fight yeah. you. Like, let's go. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was not a threat. Yeah. She took it as a threat no. and it wasn't a threat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, it just, it got really icky. And then finally, uh, later that day, Kylie ends up pulling Zach to kind of bring that to his awareness. Yeah. And I didn't love what happened here either. Me neither. So I was critical of Anastasia for what Both happened prior. <laughs> I'm critical of Kylie of what happens next. Because Agreed. it's one thing to talk about and clear up, like, she thought that I wanted to fight her. I did not want to fight her. And I think it would have been sufficient enough to just, like, clear that shit up. But what I believe, what I understood was happening is Kylie was already aware that, like, Anastasia was building some sort of, uh, like, sort of victimhood in what played out earlier in the day. And she was trying to get ahead of it. And what yeah. she did was not what I would recommend to anyone. 
she then brings up a comment that was relayed to her, not even one that she heard herself about Anastasia talking about how women um, at like this stage of the show is going to be able to get this many followers just by like sheer numbers, data and facts essentially. And, or that, that at least is like what it gets, gets like discussed later on. She just mentioned something about her, like wanting followers and Zach's ears perked up and he was like, well, that's shitty. That sucks. And I understand his response to this. Um, but this wasn't really totally relevant. Honest. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. Kylie's trying to make Zach aware of this rhetoric that Anastasia is discussing when he's, when she's not on these group dates, when she's not around Zach and you know, it just wasn't relevant. It wasn't relevant. It was her talking about Instagram has nothing to do with how awkward she made that interaction. Exactly. And it was defensive. It was like, listen, if you feel like you're about to eliminate me because of something that she tells you that I did, let me tell you something else that she did. Exactly. Yeah. It was, it was, it felt calculated. It felt like, and I think, I don't think, I know that that's why she had the reaction she did later, but we can talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So then Uh, Zach Zach talks to Charity about it. He gets clarity clarity on the comment. Yeah. And Charity talks about it. I'm going to fill in a gap here of what I think I, what I think is relevant, but it wasn't discussed and it wasn't aired. So Zach also pulls Anastasia to sort of clarify, like, Hey, are you really here for me? And she's like, of course I'm here for you. I'm here to build the connection. He, and she's like, he's like, well, then why are you, why are you talking about Instagram followers? And she says like, this is, um, like, I'm just, I was just talking about something that like, I, you know, I work with brands and some of these girls had questions about connecting with brands. And I told them that I would give them contacts, you know, after the show, which this is part of her, her job. This is part yeah. of her job. So while the content of her job and the knowledge that comes with her job is in this weird gray utopia, we live in this bubble situation kind of way, isn't actually appropriate because it could definitely fuck with your chances. The slightest sniff or aroma of someone here for Instagram followers, like that is... A red flag. What's interesting is that she didn't like name any of the girls that were like asking her about brand deals, which like that would have been a perfect time to air their shit. I know. What I think was not discussed that I think is really important is like, this is the content that is relevant to her because of her business, because of her industry. And Mm -hmm. so it is not surprising to me that these thoughts would cross her mind and that she would share them kind of randomly and out of the blue. It'd be kind of like if we were in a discussion with someone, we're having lunch, we're not working and someone talks about their anxiety and be like, you know, what's actually like, I have pretty good grounding exercise. Like, do you want to hear about it? You know, like I might share things that are relevant to my industry and it maybe it's warranted and maybe it's not. So she's sharing information because this is relevant to her, her skill set. It's just not, not the, uh, not the setting to share it in. And so I think fucked her. Yeah. Uh, no, and another thing that came up to my mind, because I'm like, why, a part of me is like, why is this such a, <laughs> like, I get why it's such a big deal, but I'm also like, I'm the kind of person that can be sarcastic with, like, humor in these moments, and I'm like, for all we know, they're, because the whole thing, it was like, they were at the airport when this came out, and it's like, 
hear heard it kind of like in passing it's like for all she knows she made a comment that was more like well worst case scenario we get our heart broken but at least we have fifty thousand followers on instagram like i would that's something i would say and like it would be like to me i'm like that's funny right um but someone could hear that and with their eyes and ears be like oh so that's really what she's here for is is instagram followers and it's like no like, you know what I mean? Like, not necessarily, but depending on the context of the conversation. So I just don't think it's fair to like, you know, because Instagram followers came up to assume that that's the only reason this person's here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Agreed. So, yeah, it was it was weird. Um, So Kylie has this conversation with um, Zach. I swear we know his name. We know um, his name. We know his name. We know. And it. <laughs> what ends up happening? Oh, I guess we won't get there till the rose ceremony. I was going to go there with Kylie. You know what? Let's go there because we can. We can. Okay. We can. We can Let's discuss the one on one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's all separate. Okay. So what ends up happening is Kylie um, at the cocktail party. You know, later in the episode, she ends up having because this Anastasia thing still isn't put to bed. She starts to have gnarly anxiety spikes come up. Like she's feeling nauseous, sign of, sign of hyper arousal, right? Um, she is like freaking out, crying, feeling sick. And I really truly feel it's because she is having, she knows what happened. Like she knows that she told a partial truth, or maybe she got involved in something she shouldn't have gotten involved in. And I really think the reason she's having these anxiety spikes in this moment is because of some shame and guilt that's coming up. And she doesn't want to name that. She doesn't, because then she's like, well, if I name that, I feel remorseful for bringing this up. What does that mean about me? And it's like, girl, nothing. We all make mistakes, you know? But I truly feel that that's why she was having those anxiety spikes is because she felt She's like, I blew the whistle on something I shouldn't have blown the whistle on, or I didn't have all the information and it caused this fallout to happen. I'm involved with this drama. And now I'm feeling guilty about saying anything to begin with is really what I felt was going on for her. I could not agree more. Yeah. Thanks. I'm glad we picked up the same thing because I was like, I don't want to like insert, but just based off of the track record I'm seeing here, that's really what she's experiencing. She's feeling super guilty. And I think that there's a part of her that knows that like she played a role where she did not really need to. Yeah. And she's feeling remorseful about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And And so it's like... It definitely even feels this way because like she and the rest of the girls are just trying to remind her like, this is, it's okay. Like we all want to give exact information that we feel is concerning. Like it would have come up somewhere else and blah, blah, blah. And, and she's like, I have to remind myself that I'm looking out for Zach's best interest. You barely fucking know this dude. So yeah. It was your best interest. And I, but that's my point. And this is, this is like the healing fork in the road is like, you got to be self-aware. You got to know when you are saying something because you're trying to escape shame. You're like, I can't mm-hmm. right? like her way of trying to escape the feeling of shame is reminding herself like this is justified because I'm doing it for Zach. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, really, when if she could be someone who's truly he, like on their healing journey and in the weeds of it, they're like, okay, I really did that for me out of self-preservation. And I'm feeling shitty about it because it was a selfish thing to do and get involved in. And I'm going to need to go sit with that and forgive myself over it. Like that's, 
that's the sign yeah. of someone who's like owning their shit and it's uncomfortable yeah. because none of us like to feel shame literally none of us like yeah. to feel shame um yeah. so yeah i just i had to touch on that because it's a very it's a feeling we've all felt and it will show and we will deal with it in two ways either escaping it by lot more lies more blame shift more gaslighting more something or we're gonna actually sit with it and be like "Ooh, how did i contribute to this yeah yeah all right totally agree go back to brooklyn okay our girl brooklyn our farm rodeo girl, she's our gal. actual yeah that's right she's our rodeo gal our actual farmer um gets a one-on-one -on -one, which was surprising not because i don't think that they have a good connection um so I have thoughts on their connection. Cool. I can't Any hoosers. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think that the date that she got invited on was a perfect date for her. They got to ride ATVs. I'm thinking but she's yeah. feeling like she's back on the farm. Boop, 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 boop. And yeah. just like hauling ass. I loved it. Yeah. I want to go do it. It was inspiring. I put it down my little notebook. I said, yeah. rent ATVs. Um, Check. And... They have a fun time. They go sit on a beach. They kiss. They make out a lot. Okay, why don't you get your opinion on this? So they make out. And then she's like, you're a good kisser. And he's like, you're a good kisser. And then she goes to like pound him. That's and something he... I would do. <laughs> Me too. Okay. <laughs> I was going to ask you that because Zach was really put off. He was like, nuts after make out. Yeah, the nuts, which I've never heard anyone call it the nuts. But I'll forgive him for it. Um, where I come from, we call it a pound. But yep. never, alas. Um, so he's like nuts after a makeout. And he's starting to feel like, uh, like, I actually don't know what he was feeling. He said it hurt his ego. And I don't know if that means that he felt like she was trying to friend zone. swerve him. Yeah, friend zone yeah. him. To me, a pound is like, like... It's like a high five, but like in the best yeah. way. Yeah. And that's, I love how she finally could articulate that later. She's like, it's a form of endearment. And I was like, yes, girl, that's exactly yeah. what it is. It's like, if I am offering a pound, like that means like, I like you, like you're right. we're good. Like you're yeah. in, you're the in crowd, right? If you're not right. getting nucks from me, <laughs> like we could be friends, we could be acquaintances, but you're not like a homie, you know? <laughs> like, right. And she says that later. She was like, you're, you said you're looking for a best friend. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's best friend status. And then she caught herself because yeah. she's like, I, I relate to her in like this way of like flirting and like expo expressing femininity while you're like in a, like trying to date like a man, like you want to be yourself and you also right. want to make sure that they know that you still find them sexually and romantically attractive. Right. And that yeah. can be, you have to, ins not have to, but I guess it's helpful when you insert that in those moments, instead of just being like, like kind of a bro and right. expecting this guy to not just feel like your bro to be. So she yeah. was like, you're looking for a best friend. Like that's best friend status. And you know, of course, and then some. Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of funny. It was so cute. I yeah, just related I to it. Same. Yeah. Cause that's kind of like how I am on a date. <laughs> like Me that. too. I have absolutely, okay. Full disclosure. I have absolutely either pounded or high five someone immediately after a makeout. 
or after having sex. Like yes, sometimes <laughs> it just feels right. And you're just like, go team. Exactly. <laughs> I have lit- I have gotten the most interesting reaction post-coitus. High fives are like, really? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm that, sorry. Did you see was, what we just did? Like, yeah. Uh, like, were you not? Were you not there? Were you not over there? Yeah. Did we not just like absolutely score the home winning goal? Home orgasm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, thought, I, I thought that this was like our Stanley Cup. No. Okay. I know. I was. Yeah. I was wrong. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I also want to make space for like, I get it, like post coitus cuddles, and like that feels more romantic. But like, can we make space for both? Like, yeah, let's do both. Yeah, let's like, do let's both. Let's cuddle and do nuts, I guess. And also celebrate <laughs> what we just did. Yeah. Right. Like... I just like, yeah. I'm, and so this is this is sort of where we'll, we'll get into like what Brooklyn ends up sharing in a much more like serious and thoughtful way. Yeah. But before we get there, like this is where I feel like their connection, they, they just might not energetically be a match unless that they find that Agreed. this is a really yeah. nice balance for them. If they find that this is a nice balance for them where he's kind of like takes this stuff a little bit more seriously and she's kind of looser with it. She's kind of bro-y. Listen, homegirl works on a rodeo. Like she's got her hands in the shit. Like this literally is is a a woman of the earth. And like you're going to get a little grit from her, like some beautiful balanced grit. Like yeah. that's either going to be a really nice balance or they're going to find themselves not actually f- meeting on the same wave of attraction. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think like polarity in relationships and that's cause we hear like masculine feminine energies, hunter gatherer energies, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just like, we need to understand that the way we show up, we attract a match that is going to complement that for the good or the bad. So for example, if you're a people pleaser and you're like, yes, I'll do that. Yes, I'll do that. Yes, we can do that. We can do this your way. We can watch your shows. We can listen to your music. Fawn, fawn, fawn response, right? You are going to attract a partner who is like, I want it my way. Let's go to my restaurant. Let's hang Mm -hmm. out with my friends. Let's like, that's just how it fucking is. And so it's like, there's nothing wrong. Cause like, I'm kind of a bro. I am. I'm not kind of, I am a broker. I have a fucking PlayStation sweatshirt on right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. let's just be real. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but there's very feminine. There are uh, very feminine qualities that I carry too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But just depending on your relationship with me, you get to see them or you don't. Um, yeah. But my point in sharing all that is that when I start dating again, there is definitely, especially in the earlier stages, I'm not going to lead as much with my bro-y energy and more with my feminine because of who I want to attract, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm still going to be bring both aspects to myself to the table because I want my partner to know who I am. So I think for this, like, that's exactly what Brooklyn's doing. Like, she is being her with a sprinkle of feminine energy, right? Yes. Um, and like Bree said, it might not be a match for Zach if he wants someone who's more feminine and less bro-y, right? And mm-hmm. that's okay. That doesn't mean yeah. either one is good or bad. It's no. just an energetic match of it all. Yeah. So 100%. I'm fascinated to see, cause I'm with you. I think that he's more likely to end up with a cat or Katie type or an than, aerial or an aerial type. Yes. Mm-hmm. than the Brooklyn type and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, Brooklyn would also do great on VIP. Just saying. So great on VIP. She would do great on VIP. Yeah. Point blank period. I'm trying to think who I would pair her up with. Like of of men that we've seen already. On Bachelor. 
Yeah. Mm. I'd have to sit with it. Yeah. And see who's available and do some research. <laughs> really look back into this. All of the men that are coming to mind for me, right? Oh, you know, like, mm, no. Uh, all the men that are coming to mind for me right now are people who are currently in relationships with other women. But well, <laughs> I almost half said Logan. Yeah, I think she would be great with Logan because Logan has like some broy energy that I think would be more receptive to her broy energy. And he's but incredibly then, emotionally intelligent. Exactly, and she's femme, like enough femme for him to have that magnetic, like, come cuddle yeah. with me vibes. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we're shipping. I it. agree. Okay. Um, you heard it here first, bro, 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 broken. <laughs> that works though. Brooklyn yeah. Logan, Brogan. Brogan. We love you guys. You're Yo. not, you haven't even met them, but we've set you up. We're shipping it. Okay. okay. Um, so Brooklyn then does, I think that it, it was really, it was going to be beautiful if she did this as long as she felt comfortable doing this, but Zach really does seem yeah. to be like a good solid person to be able to share, uh, intimate, vulnerable stuff with. Um, so Brooklyn shared with him that it was important for him to know that she's come from a background of being in an emotionally and verbally abusive, I'm sorry, an emotionally, verbally, and physically abusive relationship, um, with her ex-partner. And it seems like there's definitely some attachment stuff that like, played into how she even found herself in partnership yeah. with this person, which is incredibly valid. She touched a little bit on how she didn't describe her relationship with her dad. She just said that she knew from an early age that she never wanted to be in a relationship with someone that was like her dad to be in a position that would have to relate to someone like him ever again. But of course, attachment styles are, they work really hard, you guys. And this is why it's important to be able to get familiar with what, uh, where our attachment styles show up in our lives. So we can show up, yeah. we can sort of bring some awareness to, um, what roles we find ourselves looking to fill in the people that we connect with as adults, how that connects mm -hmm. to our, our mm -hmm. upbringing, the important people in our lives growing up. Sometimes it's parents, sometimes it's not. Um, and, uh, just to like explore that because it can help you get to where Brooklyn is at now, which is, she's like, I've learned that, uh, this is so far from uh, like a relationship that I want to be in ever again, which I'm really proud of her. I'm really proud of her for getting out of that situation. It seemed like she was, she suffered uh, the effects of abuse for many, many years. And she woke up and sort of just, it, it struck her from a totally different perspective that this was not how she wanted to live her life. And this was not, uh, this was not a fit for who she was clinging to what she remembered of who she was. And I'm yeah. so, so, so grateful that she's able to reconnect with herself. And it seems like it's, um, she's taken some time to be able to get there. And the reason why this came up is because, uh, Zach was, again, I swear to God, I almost called him a different name. Zach was telling her, like he was complimenting her on her, uh, her authenticity, her confidence and the way that she was showing up since she joined the show. And she was just like, I'm so glad you noticed that, you know, this is actually a reconnection with who I am. I had to find myself after going through this experience that she described. <sighs> Heavy, but important. Heavy. Important.
Yeah. I want to highlight a part of her story where she's like, I literally woke up one morning and just decided like I'm out. And that is such a thing that's like common. Um, you kind of just wake up one day and you're like, nope, this isn't it. This isn't the life I want. And then you end up like plotting your escape for a lot of people, depending on the living situation. Um, yeah. So I just want to say like for anyone who might resonate with that, please, there's there's the hotline, local shelters. Like, I just want to like take a moment to be like, if that is your situation, please reach out to the free resources that are available to you to help you escape these shitty situations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I'm really fucking proud of her. Like, damn, like not only yeah. to leave a situation like that, but to be so aware about like, this is how that pattern came to be. And also now putting yourself out on national television again, like very similar to what I just said about Kat, like you're talking about something that a lot of people can hold judgments against. And these women are showing up on national television, having these really uncomfortable conversations with a man that they like, sure, they think is really cute and has proven to them that he's an emotionally mature man, but they hardly know the guy still. Like they're not one-on-one mm -hmm. -on -one relationship for six months and now having this conversation. Like it's been a couple weeks here. Um, yeah. yeah. And I, again, Zach, what I love so much about Zach is he doesn't react to these things. And I think that that is such a sign of emotional maturity. Like he truly is able to hold space consistently for these women as they share these really uncomfortable truths. And I just want to like gold star for Zach. Um, but what it allowed for, I think it really allowed him to see her for who she is. And I think it also, um, gives him an understanding of why she, she might be a little bro -y, right? Like it could be a little bit of a defense mechanism for her too. It's her strength. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I just, I really like them. I'm excited to see where it goes, but if I'm also being honest, there's a part of me that doesn't feel that it'll be for much longer. Yeah. I, agree. I don't know why. I just don't see it with the two of them. Me neither. I can't really put my finger on it. Me um, neither. But I, it's just was a something feeling. that didn't, there was something about their connection as much as I really like them both individually and I respect yeah. them both and how they came together in on this date. There's something about their connection that just feels like it lacks maturity. Uh, yeah. It feels kind of brother sister vibes versus yeah. like romantic vibes. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it gives me pause for myself of like, is that what happens when sometimes bro energy comes to the, comes to the comes to the forward you know yeah i mean i like i think it depends on the couple and the people right but i think if mm. we lead with it too much it can it can kind of friend yeah. zone us yeah zone. 100%. And before you've decided that you want to friend zone right yes yeah. okay and that's why balancing the energies are so important right because it's like if i show yeah. up on a date like this what am i attracting Right. Mm. And that doesn't mean that this version of me is bad. It's just, when do they get to see that? And how do they get to see that? What am I leading with in order to, yeah, it's all like, it's a science. It's so fascinating to me. Yeah. Very. Okay. Interesting stuff. I'm going to sit with that. Um, so cocktail party, she gets a cocktail rose, party. So she's safe. She's good. Okay. These are people who have roses. Ariel has a rose. And I did learn because I paid attention on this episode that her name is Ariel. pronounced Ariel, like the mermaid. The mermaid. Yeah. yeah. Ariel gets a rose from the group date. 
Kat has a rose from her one-on-one and Brooklyn has a rose from her one-on-one. Um, Zach discusses with Anastasia, as we mentioned, and Anastasia goes home. And yeah. at the cocktail party, Zach has a conversation with Davia. I want to I want your thoughts on this. Let him rip. <laughs> so they have a conversation. Davia's really honest with him and is like, you know, basically asking for reassurance because she she tells him how she's feeling, which is like, I feel behind, basically. Um, and he reassures her in that moment. They kiss. Yeah. And so what's the surprise is he ends up sending her home at the rose ceremony. And so for me, I, knowing, again, paying attention to patterns, I don't think this was malicious on Zach's end. I truly feel that he might not, like, he didn't know until he knew at the end of the night. Mm. Um, I think if he knew in that moment, just like he's done with other women, uh, Bailey was a great example. I think if right. he knew for sure that, like, it wasn't going to go anywhere, he would have sent Davia home in that moment. Um, I truly think he it blindsided him and maybe the makeout sesh was in comparison to the other conversations and makeout ses- sessions he had that night. Just that was the nail in the coffin for her. Um, mm-hmm. so that's my opinion on it. I, I, I really am giving the, him the benefit of the doubt based off of how he's been in the previous episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about yeah. you? I could absolutely get on board with that theory. I had a, a slightly different theory because I was Tell frustrated me. with him. I was okay. frustrated totally that valid. he ended up, ended up cutting her from the rose ceremony, which I understand it's the bachelor for dramatic effect. You don't want to send it <laughs> home before you have the rose ceremony. I get it. And maybe that yeah. plays a big role in it. Maybe the producers were like, maybe he was like, you know what? She's not going to make it. Let me go talk to her. Cause I just had this other conversation with her. And they're probably like, uh, hello, rose ceremony. Keep it moving. Totally could Romeo. be a thing. You know yeah. what I mean? I, 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 I wonder, but I was frustrated with him because I'm like, you had her and she, and she opened up this conversation that was like, um, you know, this is how I'm feeling. Uh, why didn't you tell her? And I almost felt like he was about to, but then he mm. changed his mind in the moment. Like I almost, I almost felt like it was on the tip of his tongue to be like, yeah, you know, like, let's talk about when we first connected and how I feel now. Like, let's talk about it. Like, kind of like what he did with Bailey. Um, mm. And so I was disappointed that she she had to have the experience of feeling reassured, feeling pretty good. Like, if I, I were know. her, I would have I would have gone into that and being like, I'm good. Confident. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it just felt shitty. And I want to make space for that too. Like totally valid that she would feel blindsided, you know, it's yeah. like, yeah, it could have been a producer call. It could have been, uh, Zach, like I said, Zach, just not fucking knowing till he knew. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, we will never know. We will never know. No. Um, there was someone else who got upset. Do you remember that she got upset because Zach had like, Hold. Oh, it was Davia. I, yeah. And I just remember, um, yeah. Uh, Kylie cat. freaking out. Um, Charity and him had a great moment during the cocktail party. Um, 
Okay, Those quick two. note about that. Quick yeah. note about that. I do I do see the ease between Charity and Zach. I don't see as much ease as I see with him with other people, but he keeps talking about his connection with Charity as she's so fun. She's so easy to talk to. I do think that she's probably easy to talk to. Um, I don't see I'm them missing laughing. Fun. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Same. I'm missing fun. Same. Yeah. I, I am too. <laughs> I so, am too. I am like, just what footnote. are you experiencing off camera? And why aren't we seeing that on camera? If that's truly what it, cause they usually like to like, come on, we watched a uh, cat stuff her mouth with meatballs. It was gross. So it's like, <laughs> what fun are you having Ugh. that we aren't airing? Right. That's so um, funny. So we'll just That's have right. to see. Yeah. Cause yeah. I all, I love charity. I love charity. I don't see her being one of the final two. No, no, at least not yet. So was there anything else notable from the cocktail party outside of Anastasia getting ushered? Out? Nope. Mm-mm. Okay. Nothing um, that we haven't already talked about. Genevieve so what are we ditching? Left. Yeah. Go um, what are we, what are we ditching? ditching? We know what we're ditching. What? Toxic relationships Hell that yeah, we are obviously. either in romantically or familially, and we are leaving or friendship them. or co-working. Yes. We are setting boundaries, appropriate boundaries yes. where we need them. And we are ditching yes. the, the need to explain these boundaries to people who are committed to not understanding. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. That's yeah. what we're ditching. I I love that. Yeah, for real. It's so true. It's so true. And so necessary. So necessary. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing that I want to say that we'll ditch, and this is like advanced healing journey ditching, but I, it's, it's really where I think the relationship with self becomes so loving is sitting with your Mm -hmm. shame. We're, we're ditching, avoiding shame. We're ditching the Mm -hmm. avoidance of shame. And we're going to turn towards the shame and we're going to love on the shame. Yeah. I've done that recently. And I, I like, it feels I, it good. Was, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. But, well, it but. felt icky to start because why I yes. was doing it felt shameful. Um, but it was, it turned out to be the most effective way of recovering from the mistake that I had made yes. a poor judgment call that I had made that allowed for, more clarity and confidence moving forward. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds really weird, but sitting with the shame has become one of the most loving things I can do for myself. Wow. It really, it really, and I really had that experience like when I started to truly be like, okay, what's, what's the culprit here? Like, I'll I'll boil this down into like a two minute story. Mm. I was feeling really angry one day and I started Mm. to sit, do my parts work. Where's this anger coming from? Well, the anger Mm -hmm. was really just covering the fear or the feelings of shame. I was using anger as like a bypass of my shame. Right. And so, so when I sat with it and I sat with the shame and I was like, okay. And I gave this part, like, what the situation that I was upset about, I'm like, what, what is so scary about this? What's really the thing here? And my shame spoke up and was like, because if I, if I choose to explore this, that means that I could potentially really be this kind of person. And that was scary Mm. for me. 
And so even though there was a part of me that was like, I know who I am and I know my truth, but there was a part of me that was so scared of being like, let's look at how we contributed to this, right? Like when I got through that uncomfortable feeling of like, oh, that feels really scary that if I do sit with this and I do explore this and I'm taking responsibility for my part in contributing to this and then, but on the other side of that became so much love, so much self-compassion and honestly, so much humility, like so much humility. And now, like, again, it sounds ass back. I don't want to say like, it's one of my favorite things to do because I'm not going to lie. Like it's uncomfortable. No, it's not fun. No, but on the other side of it, the amount of relationship that I've developed with myself because of that, like turning towards the shame instead of running away from it is fucking profound. So totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think (sighs) that's (sighs) a really good example of like, you can, you can tolerate the discomfort that comes with sitting in your shame by reminding yourself that the repair work that you end up doing with yourself, once you really confront this issue this challenge is totally doable. You will be able to repair the relationship with that you have with yourself. What we won't be able to do is continue to just skirt around responsibility and look to blame other people and feel good about that. Yeah. And in the case of my situation that I was just describing when I first did this, like it was totally off base. Um, Mm. it like the long story short, I don't even, we don't need, we don't have time to get into it, but basically things that are said about us can be very scary for us to hear because that, because we start to think like, Oh my God, what if there's a a little sliver of truth to it? And Mm -hmm. it's like, is there, or were you a human operating out of a defense mechanism in that moment because of whatever you were experiencing? Mm -hmm. Right. I think Mm -hmm. that we can be perceived in situations that people will say, well, because I saw them do this thing, this one time, they are this kind of person. And that's why Mm -hmm. I'm always saying patterns, patterns, patterns. We need to watch for people's patterns. If they slip up once or twice, they're having a human experience. If they consistently do the thing, that's a different story. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And part of that is just being aware of our own patterns. <laughs> anyway, that's right. Moving on. Thanks for listening good, with us. Good chat. Yeah. If you uh, like us, leave us a rating and review on where are we on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And Apple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Give us a follow on Instagram and TikTok at Dish the Script Pod. And if you want us to answer a question, visit our website, dishdescriptpod.com. And if you want to apply for a mini session, dishdescriptpod.com slash podcast. That's it, y'all. If you're listening and you have applied for a mini session, we're uh, we're reaching out to schedule ASAP. The scheduling will be in some time. Um, yes. And look out for it. Look out for our emails. Look out for it. Okay. <laughs> Love you guys. Bye. Bye.